Hello and thanks for joining me. You're listening to the Citation Podcast with me, Michael Brown, the Health and Safety Content Manager at Citation. In today's episode, I'll be talking about the importance of effectively communicating safety messages with your employees and discuss what you need to do to ensure that you're complying with the law. From ensuring that your employees feel safe to reducing the risk of workplace injuries, it's never been so important for employers to communicate their health and safety controls with employees as they continue to welcome their people back into the workplace. So in part one, I will talk to you about getting the basics right and what you need to consult with your workers about. This is particularly pertinent as recently the HSE or Health and Safety Executive have highlighted that a total of 142 workers were fatally injured in the workplace in 2020 and 2021. It's an increase of 29% from the previous year. Now that statistic surprised me due to the amount of people that would have been working from home during 2020 and indeed uh, 2021 as the COVID restrictions came in and out of force. And overall there's been a long-term reduction in workplace fatalities in the last 20 years in the UK. So it's likely that some workplaces found the responsibility of managing COVID took away from the daily health and safety management duties that they otherwise would have paid attention to. But how should you uh, consult with your employees when it comes to health and safety, especially as they return to the workplace? So the benefits of consultation with your employees spread far and wide. They can range from people feeling more involved with health and safety decisions and having more ownership to raising awareness within your organisation of health and safety matters and procedures particularly pertinent when it comes to the content of risk assessments or looking at new items and pieces of equipment that are always working that they might actually need to uh, pay attention to. So this in turn can help to reduce accidents because people are more aware of what they should be doing and they also should know who to go to for advice. So there are some legal elements as to when you must consult with workforce. That is the introduction of any measure that might substantially affect their health and safety at work. So a new piece of equipment, for example, or introducing a night shift. They need to know who to go to for competent health and safety advice. And if you're not around or if it's through another person, they need to know who is there as a backup for that advice as well. You need to talk to your workforce about risk assessment. So as you're drafting them up, going around the workforce, actually talking to them, working out what needs to be in the risk assessment and talking to the people that really engage with the equipment or the work practice so that you know what to put in there taking on board their feedback. There's more to that and I'll come back to that a little bit later on. You need to talk to your workforce about training and when it's planned for, the organisation of health and safety training and also the introduction of any new technologies. That can even be down to software or uh, ways, new ways of working and new control panels within bits of equipment. The Health and Safety at Work Act requires you to provide suitable and sufficient information, instruction and training and supervision necessary to ensure, as far as reasonably practicable, that the health and safety of your employees is maintained. There are further sits of legislation that sit under this. So if your, if your organisation recognises trade unions, then the safety representatives and safety committees regulations will apply. If you don't recognise trade unions, then the health and safety consultation with employees regulations will apply instead. Both sets of regulations require you to talk to your employees about the subjects that I mentioned earlier on, including risk assessments. So 
The most traditional way of consulting with your workforce would likely be part of a safety committee. Now, you can do this under both sets of regulations, but it's always a good idea to involve a broad spectrum of employees across the workforce. The idea with the safety committee is, in effect, to make sure that it's minuted and you have a set agenda. It's important to remember to include in the minutes any actions agreed and timescales. It's also important to have an accurate list of the items that were discussed. You really need to make sure that your wider workforce are aware of what's being discussed within these meetings and any actions that are taken. It's absolutely crucial to ensure that you get the worker involvement uh, as far and wide as possible in your organisation. But it doesn't just have to be a set meeting. I mean, health and safety communication is about all sorts of different ways that you involve your staff. So during training sessions, inductions or briefings, you can involve the workforce in the development of risk assessments. And again, that's really important. If you do it during risk assessment, literally on the shop floor or out in the office or you know, as you go around and visit different, um, different workers, Take a document with you with an outline risk assessment written up for whatever process they're doing and you can sit down with them and get them to write on it, get their involvement and that way they're part of the whole process. It also helps because you can hold them to account if they don't comply with it later. You can legitimately turn around and say, well, look, you had input into that. Why aren't you doing it? The other thing that's important to do is to promote any useful feedback or any ideas that your staff have had. So you could even use suggestion boxes and notice boards to actually in indicate so-and-so's had this brilliant idea, we're going to implement it, and then go and do so and keep people involved and keep people aware of the good ideas in your workforce. So, for example, if an employee, when you're doing your risk assessment consultation, highlights that there is a better way of doing a process that's actually safer or they indicate there's a new piece of equipment that could do it better, highlight that. Highlight the good practice because it will encourage others to come forward and it will encourage others to be involved. Conversely, you also want to highlight where there have been failures in the health and safety management system. So if there's been an injury or an accident or a near miss, obviously be very sensitive with the data and comply with your data protection principles within your workforce. But you do want to make sure that you try and educate your workforce and consult with them to ensure that any accidents cannot reoccur. So share those lessons learned and then review your risk assessment accordingly to make sure that people are trained and they're familiar with what they need to be doing to work safely. Other methods of consulting with your workforce, you can use online forums, you can even use social media messaging apps. Obviously be very careful with what you write in them and the permissions, but again, it's a very useful way if you've got workforce that is perhaps spread across lots of multiple different sites, or perhaps if you're a workforce such as a cleaning company where you may have one individual person per site working different hours and there's no central sort of point, call point. So find a method that works for you, but the remaining principle for all of this is make sure that you take on board what people say and come back to them you know, and keep them involved, keep these things documented as best you can. And again, not all communication takes place through formal channels. Make use of those water cooler moments where you're just having an informal discussion. Having health and safety consultation um, and conversations quite often can be just listening to people's ideas, encouraging them and nurturing that in them. So you know, saying to people, do you know, actually, that's a really good idea. I haven't thought of it like that. 
I'll go away and I'll do some research and I'll come back to you and see if that's practical. And then actually do that um, is a really good way of keeping people interested and involved and on board with your health and safety agenda. So again, have some thought about how you get the message across to everybody. So you want to make sure that you've got clear and regular communication channels that go back to people. So if you issue a notice, uh, for instance, or you've got a newsletter internally that's published every Friday, make sure health and safety is on that. Look just to integrate it in wherever you can so people get used to hearing about it. Join me after the break where we'll be discussing how to reassure your workforce and how to effectively communicate with them as they come back from working from home. Welcome back. In a recent study, it was reported that 51% of employees are concerned about contracting COVID-19 in the workplace. And with the recent lifting of restrictions in England and the other home nations following within the UK over the next coming weeks, it's important to look at what's changed and also to reassure your workforce. Many of them are probably quite anxious about the removal of face coverings. Well, some are probably fairly happy about that. But again, as an employer, what should you do? So my main advice would be to show some strong leadership. Actually talk from the top about what you want and what your policy is. And with the emphasis now shifting to employers to set policy within their work, workplace as to what is safe practice, it's important to make sure that your employees are up to date and really on board with this. So how do you do that? Well, I would start with a really clear, concise message. If you decide within your risk assessment that it is prudent to continue face coverings to avoid pandemics, test and trace intervention or transmission within the workforce, say so and actually communicate with your employees why you've arrived at that. In your risk assessment, if there are certain pinch points or areas that you need people to maintain their distance or restrict use to, again, reflect that, but always explain why and why you've arrived at that. Generally, people are much better at following rules and complying if they don't feel that they're rules for rules sake. So again, as I said earlier, look at your risk assessment and go through each individual bit with them. So talk about who can be harmed and how. Well, obviously the risk here, COVID still. Who can be harmed, the workforce, perhaps others, and look at it more widely. So people quite often will respond a lot better for messaging you're doing this for other people's sake and other people's health rather than your own. You want people to take ownership overall. So again, involve them in the risk assessment process and you can literally walk around with them, um, provided they're in a <laughs> safe to do so, and go through these areas. We need to make sure that they're kept clear. We need to make sure that if you're in here with more than one person, you wear a face covering, etc. If they ask why, again, you are the employer. Your, it's your responsibility to ensure that the work environment is safe as far as you reasonably and practicably can. So again, the decision is no longer the government mandating this, it's down to your risk assessment. So set out the scope of your risk assessment, talk to multiple employees and adjust it according to their feedback. Listen to their concerns. And again, as I said earlier on, if they've got some really good ideas, why not implement them? 
But again, it's a living document. So this will change and update as the risks change. It may well be that you need to do individual risk assessments and uh, look at various employees. And it may be that there are certain areas of the business where you require different controls. So again, it's about making sure that the employees in each area of the business or the workers are aware of why the rules have changed as they walk through the premises or as they move through the premises. Have a look at that have a look at your risk assessment and involve people. Because again, if they've been involved and they accept it and they sign it off, you can hold them accountable. One of the other important things to do when you're bringing people back into the workplace is train them. So think about the things that they may have missed actually since they were last in in the workplace. It could be that they were fire marshals. Don't immediately assume that they can remember what to do. Always a good idea when you get your employees back do some fire drills, give them some training, refresh them on what they need to do to keep the workplace safe because you may have made changes, but I would argue in any case, being away from the workplace for a significant amount of time is a significant change. Um, it may be exactly the same when, it get, when they go back, but their behaviours will be different because they are used to working from home. So it's important to make sure that your staff and your employees, workers, whoever you have on your premises, are fully up to date with what you expect them to do, particularly with emergency procedures. Have a look as well if any processes have changed, perhaps people are unfamiliar with how equipment works. So again, it's a really good idea to consult with the workforce, gain their feedback. Are there any areas that they want you to go over? Are there any areas of the uh, emergency response that they need reassuring on? Has anyone's ability to respond in an emergency changed? Again, all of this sort of stuff, all of these little details are only things you're going to get if you consult with and talk to your work workforce on an individual or a group basis. So again, record all of this. Make sure that you're aware because the HC, when they inspect, and they are inspecting on this, will want to make sure that people are actually up to date and aware of what they need to do. With that statistic we heard earlier, with 51% of employees being concerned about contracting COVID, it's important that you train them to make sure that they're aware of what the controls are, why you're doing them, and why it's important. The final sort of things really I'd recommend you do with reassuring people is try and keep what I was called an open door policy. Try and make sure that people know that they can come to you for advice or even that bit of reassurance. If they've got concerns, it, you can then explain to them what you're doing to address that, why it's safe, if you hear a lot about it, or if you want to have a bit of a campaign to remind your staff, use your notice boards, look at what you want to communicate and do so effectively and in a timely way. So again, if you have a change in rules on site, if for example, there is an area that employees have raised concerns about, update your risk assessment in line with that if you, if you feel the need to do so and communicate back to them. So for example, if you've got breakout areas and one of your employees has stated there are a lot of people bunching in there at break times and you as the employer decide one of your controls is going to be that you stagger break times to make sure there's less crowding. If someone suggested that, say so, promote it and put that on your notice board and just say, look, you know, this is what we're doing, brilliant suggestion, and, um, and then implement it and keep it reviewing the final thing to do is, if you get incidents of non-compliance, is that you will actually need to enforce. So again, consult with the workforce, talk to the individuals concerned, and you might want to record this as well and just say, look, you know, you're not complying with the requirements of the risk assessment. 
you've had involvement with this, we've spoken to you. And if you follow the steps we've spoken about earlier, so involving them early, training them, getting it all signed off, you're in a much stronger position as an employer then to actually hold your employers to account. So again, you respond accordingly to people that are being challenging or perhaps who aren't obeying the rules or who are going against your risk assessment. We're coming to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this edition. If you're in need of the backing of citations experts on any of the topics discussed today, get in touch with us at podcast at citation.co.uk. If you're a citation client, feel free to give our advice line a call. Alternatively, you can access our useful resources and guides, such as the consultation guide, on our website at www.citation.co.uk. Thank you. Goodbye.